The Last Word with Matt Cooper. So let's talk about TV and streaming with Joe Shea and Elaine Burke. And Elaine, before we get to your choices as to the best things to watch in coming months, maybe some of the new stuff on RTE is what you've got there. But there's a real look about RTE's TV schedule, almost a front-loading every big hit into the first month of the year, is there? It probably does seem that way and then maybe uh, people might see later in the schedule that things have changed. We are going to have that reduced fair city schedule that we talked about previously where that will be broadcast three days a week instead of its previous four. I think Friday night's gone now, isn't Friday it? Friday is gone, yeah. So it'll still be on Tuesdays, Thursdays and Sundays. The Friday is gone. And uh, Young Offenders has been pushed to 2025. The Money List has been pushed to 2025 for its new season. But we have got Operation Transformation is back. First Dates is back. Tommy Tiernan Show is back. Dancing with the Stars is back. All of them came back in the last week. And and then we have some interesting shows coming oh, Sorry, Room to Improve with Dermot Bannon Room was to again improve, last course, night. Of course, yes. Uh, that came back over the weekend. And we have High Road, Low Road. I think that's back on Tuesday. And we also have a six-part series called Inside Pennies that I'm quite interested in, especially in the timing of it because there's a bit of a turn against fast fashion these days. But Pennies is still a really iconic Irish brand and definitely has an interesting story Well, I suppose it. the two big things there is, yes, you're right, the environmental reasons for worrying about fast fashion and also the conditions in which the goods are produced in Asia. Those are two major issues. How wonder are they going to be addressed in this documentary? That would be interesting to see. Now, it is six parts, but they've got a lot of time and space to really explore Pennies and what it's about. So I would like to see some of these Although there are press on. releases coming out on behalf of Pennies which would suggest they're happy with the content. Yeah. I think it might be a bit like inside the factory kind of buzz off of it where it's quite positive. Okay, what do you think, Joe? Yeah, I actually talked to some people who they were filming in Cork, in the Big Pennies in Cork, which is actually waiting to have a big expansion on Patrick Street. It's been kind of held up by a couple of appeals of board plan all over. I think it's going ahead now. But the, I think this is, yeah, very much a the authorised uh, inside access view of Pennies and it's going to very much concentrate on the... Uh, you know, on how the store works, uh, the characters in the stores, you know, the history of it and how it became such an institution and all that kind of stuff. I don't think they're going to go, they're going to say much about those issues that you talked about. Then should it be broadcast if they're not dealing with no, those I mean, issues? Yeah, I mean, you sh- you would think, especially over six uh, episodes, I mean, you know, fair enough, maybe they will get to that. It doesn't seem like it from what what we're seeing and what we're hearing, but you would think that they should get into that because, it, of, of course, these are huge questions, not just around pennies, but around all fas- fast fashion budget brands these days. A challenge in this space, just to say, is that these brands have also made campaigns around greenwashing these issues and Penny's does have its vintage section and all this kind of stuff going on so they've probably layered over those issues with like we have this uh, part of our economic plan and that does that but it doesn't actually address the broader issues of fast fashion I would say. What do you make Joe of all of the big RT hits been put on so early in the year? Is this because people are reckoned not to be going out that you have the eyeballs and therefore the advertisers will follow? Yeah, I mean, that's that's got to be part of it because, as we know, not a lot of people go out and spend money in January. Uh, nobody can, really, these days. But I think there's also an element to it of sort of like going into 2024 with all guns blazing. We, you know, it's sort of like they, they need to change the narrative. They need to put what happened last year behind them to an extent. Uh, we've had Kevin Bankers talking about their plans. For instance, the big new operation they're talking about in Cork, selling their Cork studio, which I'm sitting not too far away from now, and moving to a new base. 
uh, moving a lot of production to Cork but also I think there's an element of let's get the morale back let's get the buzz back let's get people talking about Dermot Bannon rather than talking about Ryan Turberty I think there's definitely an element to that even if a lot of the talk around Room to Improve has been around well and even Dermot Bannon has acknowledged this is it a moral show in an era when people can barely afford to keep the lights on which you know which is a good question well, I suppose that's been discussed since the crash yeah. about yeah. 15 years ago. And people it, it, were still building you know, big extensions perhaps or somewhere that were featuring in his programme. But isn't that what people want to sort of the escapism of the dream, Elaine, of what they might be able to buy rather than being jealous at these people being able to spend so much money on their renovations. I am a person known to enjoy a property show and I've lost taste for them in this environment because it's just, it's too aspirational for me at this point. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just, it becomes it's frustrating. Painful. It's frustrating and it's painful. Envious. This kind of stuff. Yeah. It's not envy. It's like, I mean, I'm a grown woman who's been gainfully employed for many, many years and I can't afford to live in the county yeah. that I've grown up in. So this isn't even envy. This is just a very stupid situation to find yourself in and it's frustration really that comes from it. Okay, that's very understandable. There's a programme that's getting a lot of attention in the UK, but I think it's been enjoyed by viewers of Virgin Media here in Ireland as well. This is the drama series based on the post office scandal. Explain this one to me, Joe. Uh, th- this is interesting because the post office scandal for people who would, who were aware of it it's been around for a very very long time it's a huge scandal and it's gone on for oh, a decade or more uh, it was originally a computer weekly a kind of a niche magazine in the UK started reporting on it and basically in a nutshell the post office in, in the UK brought in this new accounting system this big fancy new bells and whistles software it'll solve everything and then scores and then hundreds of, of people working uh, postmen, a lot of them local postmasters started being accused of being uh, of, of robbing basically because there were discrepancies and they protested their innocence but the, the post office said well it can't be this, this fantastic software, this fantastic accounting system, it must be you guys people went to jail, people lost their you know, their lives. had their lives yeah, ruined destroyed Destroyed. There was one postmistress gave birth to a baby in uh, in prison uh, after her family had disowned her because it, she was she was uh, labelled a thief, you know, convicted. Now it's very interesting that th- this has been well reported and it's been a huge scandal that's r- rumbled on and on. But this it just shows the power still of TV of broadcast media because there's a drama on on ITV and there's been a huge. Um, kind of reaction to this. There's 50 new potential victims uh, uh, of the scandal have contacted lawyers and started their, you know, fresh legal proceedings. Rishi Sunak, the British PM, is talking about stripping uh, the uh, the uh, CBE off the off the the woman who was in charge of the post office at the time. Is it's really come back into the or for the first time maybe it's come into general public consciousness and it's created this huge groundswell of support for the postmasters and also kind of people saying, well, there needs to be just and there needs to be something done to help these people. Of course, so the, bo- the boss yeah. of the post office at one period of this is the guy who's now the boss of ITV, which has made this or is broadcasting your show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it also shows, you know, at the top, the UK is a small country at the top because a lot of these people are related to each other or work together or married, all this kind of stuff. So, so this so is Mr. I, Bates versus the post office, and I yeah, believe they've, done Bates, it, they've made yeah. a really good job of dramatising it. Yeah, it, it is. Actually, it is. It's a fantastic job, but great cast and great writing. Very 
very strong and such a complex uh, story as well boiled down to the actual what it actually it was all about and showing the absolute devastation that it caused in, in for hundreds and hundreds of families we've asked both of you to recommend three shows you're really looking forward to in the early months of 2024 Elaine your first pick is coming I think it's next week isn't it uh, yes, January 15th. Is that next week? I've lost track of time Monday. still. That is next <laughs> month. Yes. I'm still confused by the dates and times. But yes, I think Joe is really looking forward to this as well. True Detective, mm-hmm. Night Country. Oh, yeah. uh, it, it's been long anticipated, this one. It's got Jodie Foster in a, in a lead role. Uh, she's getting great reviews for it. It also seems to have some Easter eggs for some of the diehard fans for the previous three seasons, especially the early seasons Now, hang on, well. there was varying quality of True Detective. The one with uh, Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson was great. Season one, absolutely The second excellent. season with Colin Farrell and Vince Vaughn, not so great. I didn't even watch season two. I, I tried a bit of it. I and Rachel heard it was Adams, absolutely and rubbish and I was, never even gave it a go. I started trying it again recently because of this one coming up and I just gave it up. Definitely yeah. not good. That's the first season was good though. Yeah, you don't have to watch each season because they're not actually you know, that, that well connected. You know, there's themes. They'll be thematically linked, but there's nothing from one season to another that you need to remember or know. Um, as I said, I never watched season two, but I watched season three. Mahershala Ali led that one and he's really strong in it, but it, it definitely didn't have... Good. It didn't have the strengths of season one, though. Season one was this blockbuster hick and uh, really kind of sh- shook everyone and was like, what's this? Who's Carrie Joji Fukunawa? And uh, it really kind of put a lot of these names on the map and... It nearly got lost, True Detective. So the show creator, uh, his contract with HBO ended and if it wasn't for Barry Jenkins, the director of Moonlight, the Oscar-winning film, who also worked with Mahersha Ali uh, and the current writer and director, Issa Lopez, they've, be- they've come- become involved as producers and that's why we're getting this new season of it with Jodie Foster. And actually, uh, I, do- I think, I don't know if it's Callie Reese's first time acting, but she's a boxer and she's also in a lead role here in a really uh, prominent position. Okay. So interesting to see what she does. What's your first pick, Joe? Uh, well, I think this might be one that you're looking forward to as well, The Sympathizer, um, which is a big, big uh, drama uh, based on a Pulitzer Prize winning novel of the same name by Viet Thanh Nguyen. It's This is HBO and it's basically, tell, it's a seven part series now telling the story of a North Vietnamese spy who infiltrates the US uh, refugee community from Vietnam in the 70s. Robert Downey Jr. stars as this kind of, uh, this master of disguise who seems to be playing about 20 different roles. He's kind of the CIA guy or is he? He's the, he's the spy master and it's it's it looks I've seen uh, or a, a little bit of this and it looks looks absolutely brilliant the this the evocation of the 70s era you know it looks fantastic as well so the sympathizer is being picked by a lot of people as a really really big drama to watch HBO it's probably coming to Sky Atlantic around and now and, and in around March I hope so. The book is terrific and it has fantastic material to work on. This could be absolutely terrific. What's your next pick, Elaine? Uh, well, this is coming up soon and it's very dear to my heart. It's the Eurosong Selection Show. <laughs> It's on January 26th. It seems early this year. And they've already started releasing some of the songs. So the first song to be revealed is from Erica Cody. It sounds brilliant. I listened to it on the way here and it's already stuck in my head. The UK is sending Ali Alexander, who's from the band Years and Years. So they're taking it seriously this year. We need to get on board. And I'm excited to see who follows now in Erica's footsteps and and who else is going to be up for the selection. They're going to have six songs up for choice and uh, I'm sure there'll be a public vote that we can all join in on so please pick a good song everybody <laughs> What's your next pick Joe? Well from the people who brought you Band of Brothers and Pacific is comes Masters of the Year this is on Apple TV starting January 26th a nine part epic 
epic World War II drama. If you remember Memphis Bell, which was a fantastic movie in the 90s, this is Memphis Bell, except they've got a $1 billion um, <laughs> budget. Barry Keown's in it, actually, by the way. He's got a, he's got a role in it. Um, but it's, it's, Joe, I wouldn't it, be getting too excited about it because right. I believe this has been beset by all sorts of production had, issues yeah, and had, scripting issues, yeah. and this could be a big turkey. Um, well, Matt, I'm going to I'm going to travel in hope here because I know that the COVID wrecked the filming schedule. I know they had to bring in loads of different you know writers and rewrites and all that kind of stuff. But I still think it's going to look spectacular, and it's the air war over Germany in World War Two. So they're going to have to make a terrible job of it all together for me not to love this. I'll okay. put it that way. We're running close on time, so Elaine, what's your last pick? Looking ahead, uh, last one laughing drops on January nineteenth on Prime Video, and this is a show that they've tried out before but this is the Irish version of it so it's going to basically have a bunch of Irish comedians trying to make each other laugh and if you laugh you're out of the game essentially so uh, the funny thing about comedians is even when they bash jokes off of each other like trialling them out they don't tend to laugh at each other so this is actually a real challenge I think for professional comedians but you've got Ashling B, Jason Byrne Emma Doran, uh, Amy Huberman's in the mix and she seems to be really holding her weight among these comedians and Tony Cantwell and hosted by Graham Norton. It just looks like a lot of laughs Okay and your last one is a comedy which you've actually seen part of already Joe Yeah, yeah I've seen part of it. This is The Bookie and if you liked Barry uh, keep an eye for The Bookie. It's really really good dark violent comedy from um, basically Basically, it follows the story of a guy called Danny. He's an illegal bookie in Los Angeles. He's a charming guy. He's a bit of a messer. He's, a bit, he's trying to get by and he has this cast of characters, these degenerate gamblers who are just, he has to deal with all the time. There, there's a brilliant uh, cameo from Charlie Sheen in it. Really, really funny. And, and the bookie, I think, is going to be a real sleeper hit. It's going to be on a round march on Sky Atlantic. And I tell you, if you like Barry, if you like those kind of dark comedies, look out for the bookie. Okay. Um, we're out of time, so we're not really going to get picks of the week done, except just name your one, Elaine. True love. First two episodes are on all four. The next two episodes are this week on Channel 4. Okay, and what's your one, Joe? The big Sinead O'Connor doc on RT1 9.35pm tonight. Thank you very much. Elaine Burke and Joe Shea back with the 6 to 6 after this. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today FM.